From WDET, this is StoryCorps Detroit, the podcast that showcases Detroiters interviewing Detroiters. I'm Sasha Ryan. Coming up today on the show... Knowing that he's in Mexico with another family, with another daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, not being did the a- things that he was yeah, supposed to do Not being with- able to share my the, the day I got married. Not being able to share the day that I announced my pregnancies or the days that I had my son. Not being there for birthdays. Him not even knowing his grandchildren. But before we get to that story, let me introduce StoryCorps Detroit producer, Laura Herberg. Hey, Laura. Hi, Sasha. So let's introduce today's piece. Diana Lara's father was deported to Mexico when she was 13 years old. Everyone else in her household was a U.S. citizen at the time, so the family decided to stay in the country. In this excerpt from their conversation, Diana talks with her mother, Noemi de la Torre, about how the deportation still affects her family almost 15 years after it happened. Okay, let's listen. My dad was deported when back in 2003. I was like 13. That was more than half of my life ago I've been out without my father. And that was really and, hard for us. And I always thought that I was strong and that it wouldn't affect me. But it has. It has. It, it did everybody, it, I think. Knowing that he's in Mexico with another family, with another daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, not he being did the a, things that he was yeah, supposed to do Yeah, not being with able to share my the, the day I got married. Not being able to share the day that I announced my pregnancies or the days that I had my son. Not being there for birthdays. Him not even knowing his grandchildren. Correct. That's tough. That is. And I thought so hard about going back. But if we were to go back to Mexico, that we would have no life down there. What would we do in Mexico? We're U.S. citizens. We would have been 12 hours away from the nearest border. Yeah. And like you said, haven't been here all of our lives. Not really knowing Spanish. Nope. <laughs> Not guys. really knowing our family down there. Yeah. So we decided to stay. And we had to let him go. Yeah. And it was very hard. And I think it was... Financially, um, emotionally. Mm-hmm. It makes me jealous when I see these... Um, my friends and they have both their parents and they're like oh i'm going out for dinner with my dad mm-hmm. we're going on a trip mm-hmm. it's like well good for I you i remember <laughs> when they um your older brother came from work and he said that he saw his boss playing ball with his son out in the parking lot he was working at one of those mexican restaurants on vernon and he said mom and i feel so jealous he said i feel so jealous just looking at them and then i start to get angry because that my he dad, shouldn't do that mm-hmm. and i I hugged him. I said, I'm sorry, baby. It's going to get better. But I don't think it has for him. No. For for two different reasons. Because even though I am the oldest, he is the oldest male figure for the other two yeah. younger boys. So when dad left, he took the responsibility of being the male figure. Mm-hmm. He was the one who became kind of like dad for them. So he couldn't really have a chance to complain like I am. <laughs> yeah. And then the youngest one, because he was so young, he was so attached to dad everywhere your dad he was like he went with him white on rice with my dad (laughs) yes and so when dad left he was affected so much by it yeah and and you can tell you can see just by his demeanor so much anger in him Mm -hmm. i need need to find him a psychologist or someone (laughs) (laughs) to take him because he is so angry all the time and i see a lot of kids like that Mm, when their parents especially in the city of detroit um even though we we have all these services and all these human services uh, available to um the community sometimes we don't know and it's like another saying in spanish es como el ciego que no ve 
si no sabes. You don't know because you're, you're blind. You but don't know I think the, it's also like a, a Hispanic or a, a Latino thing, like a taboo to get help for yourself. It's, it's especially very taboo psychological help. You think, oh, está loco. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's the, the fear I have, too, now with my husband because he is undocumented and I am pregnant with a, our daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, will she go through the same thing that I did? Mm-hmm. Will he get deported? And will she suffer that same emotional scar that I did? Yeah, it's hard. <sighs> and no matter how, you know, much you try to do the right thing, every time I, every chance I get in, whenever, you know, I have to go vote, I'll go out and vote. But mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't enough at this time, but we're we're still fighting, you know, we're still fighting, not just for our family, but for the community and the whole country. That was Noemi De La Torre and her daughter, Diana Lara. They were recorded by StoryCorps at the Detroit Institute of Arts. And this piece was produced by WDET's Aaron Allen. That's right. And for the StoryCorps Detroit podcast, I always like to ask the producers, you know, why they gravitate towards certain stories. So... I asked Erin of the 100-plus interviews in the StoryCorps Detroit archives why she picked this one to edit down from 40 minutes to just three and a half minutes. And here's what she said. There are so many immigrants in Southeast Michigan um, of different kinds, right? People coming from all over the world. And I thought that it was important to—I felt that it was a timely um, story and a timely conversation— and what's interesting about that is that Aaron actually edited that piece, I think, back in February. And the conversation is, I would say, as timely as ever. Yeah, it feels like a discussion we're going to be having for a while. I think you're right. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of StoryCorps Detroit. Thank you, Laura. You're welcome. This podcast is a production of 1019 WDET. Today's story was produced by Aaron Allen. This episode was produced by Laura Herberg and mixed by Rasan Cherry. Our theme music is by Will Sessions. If you want to make sure you hear the next episode, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. While there, let us know what you think by leaving a review. That will help more people find these Detroit stories. I'm Sasha Ryan. Thanks for joining us. We'll have more next week. Next time on StoryCorps Detroit. They, um, they blew your artwork up. They blew it up. A Detroiter interviews her friend about the chalk murals he used to draw on the J.L. Hudson building. That's coming up next time on StoryCorps Detroit.